0: college basketball fans welcome back to the college ball show he's Marshall I'm Chris and we're here to talk some college hoops and obviously it is officially March I'm looking at the calendar right now it's March 6th and we have entered March Madness another week another batch of buzzer beaters these last few weeks and really the whole season but he's these last few weeks, it's just been just been really fun to watch. And it, it just, you know, the only thing you can think of is just imagine what this is, when it really means like winner or, or winner go home type thing and what the outcomes are going to be. I'm getting a little background there from you, Marshall. Um, but, uh, man, we've got a lot to talk about from what happened this weekend. Um, you know, we're, we're going to kind of go through the conferences and how, how it all, ended up and you know we, we won't have a preview and prediction segment per usual because you know it's not like we know the games with uh, the conference tournaments coming up and all that but as we kind of swing through it we'll talk you know about bubble talk who needs to get in and a variety of other items um you know as far as uh, what's around the corner a lot of bubble talk this year, no doubt about it. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope and dope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope and Dope and download the show directly there, although that'd be great. Uh, you can find this year's College Ball Show under the Rope and Dope Radio platform at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Spricker, Stitcher, Really, even more than that too. A lot of different platforms. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thecruellytruth.com and sports news 24. And one more thing, get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream best entertainment sports starts with, starting with 75 live channels for a limited time. Save $120 over the first year when you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. There's no annual contracts, no hidden Plus, learn how to get premium channels included for your first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up today, direct TV stream. All right, let's bring in the co-host here, Marshall. So how are you doing, my friend? Um, It is officially March. It was, you know, right around the corner last Monday, and here we are, man. And this season has been really, really fun as we've documented how, you can go, you know, some people say six to eight, some people say eight to 10. We've been talking about 10 to 12 possible programs cutting down the nets. Um, and it's just, it's great because usually you do have two dominant teams or just one dominant team a la North Carolina, even going against a quality Michigan State team, and that championship got ran off the floor. Um, so it, it's just a breath of fresh air. Like we've said, it really, in every positive way anyway, it's given us 2020 vibes. We know 2020 is uh, has a lot of COVID meaning, but going into that, you know, that was set to be a great tournament until it got canceled. So I do believe, like my co hosts well, that we got a lot, you know, a lot of options for a national title. Um, but how are you, sir? And uh, what'd you think? of what transpired on Saturday, Sunday, and just, you know, since we've last done the show.
1: Yeah, I, I'm doing good, man. It, it is the uh, one of the best times of the year for a sports fan because you, you get nonstop basketball, and you get the Masters, you get baseball. And you get, this March is – you can't go wrong with March. It, it's basketball, basketball, basketball. And, and some people even love this week just as much the first week because it's the tournament week, so you get – a ton of ACC basketball, a ton of Big East basketball, like, you can't go wrong. Um And as you said, if you had to say, hey, Chris, I'm going to let you pick, like, uh, sometimes you hear, like, those people say, I'll give you four teams and you get the field. Now, there's been years where if you made me that offer, like, hey, 100 bucks, Marshall, I'll give you the field or four teams. And I would normally pick four and feel pretty confident with $100. But this year. I mean, honestly, give-
0: I wouldn't even say four. You know, I would shrink that a little bit, and you'd still be okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And normally, I'd be all right. Well, if you give me four teams with a hundred bucks, and I'm giving you 64, I feel pretty good. This year, I, I'm taking the field, man. I, I'm taking hell. You'd have to give me maybe six, and I feel like, uh like just from a game. But that's what should make this tournament so much fun. Like give or take times in this year, Purdue. Again, as usual, they they came out really strong, okay. But they they're not the strongest team. Alabama. It seems like every week, Chris, they'll win for two weeks in a row, and then get ran out of gym or you know like so uh, like Tennessee. Great defense. Their offense ain't good enough to win six games. I don't believe so. This is not your typical year for a Gonzaga, for Sparty, for Kentucky, for Carolina, for Duke. Like most of the teams I just mentioned might make it, but. None of your Blue Bloods are that strong. Kansas, they're on paper, might be the best team, but are they elite this year? No, because they don't have that NBA lottery talent. So we should. Well, off of this year, they're elite. They uh, might be the number yeah.
0: one overall team.
1: Yeah, but they're, they're not the strong, dominant Kansas team we're used to seeing. But, no, they, you're right. They could win it again this year for sure. But you're right. I love the fact that for this year – You, in my opinion, you could, if you get, you could pick about 10 or 11 teams that have a legit chance of winning the championship, cut the nets down. And you normally never say that. So we're about to get into a fun March. A couple of the smaller conference teams have already officially booked a spot in March. Um, I don't think any team that's clinched already, um, can cut down the nets. But as you know, Chris, especially as the last couple of years have gone, they could play a huge factor into it. Because when we first started the podcast, or hell, when I when I even started watching college basketball, it was pretty much you, you had to pick a five twelve. A five twelve has always been the pick, even since the early nineties. Is hey, that's your one upset pick, and really, and I can't. You got to help a love it unless it is your team. In the past, like probably five to six years, it's become pretty much a common thing where every year between the two, three, and four seeds, two of those teams are going home. It used to be pretty much two, one, one is for sure chalk, Brian, the one Virginia game. Two is chalk, three is chalk. But last handful of years, brother, it's, you can pretty much guarantee that a three seed or four seed are going to go home. Now it's hard to pick them, but it, it's become a much more open end tournament. And the way this, this year's pool is looking, uh, it's going to be even more open. So we're in for a very fun March. The bracket gets filled down six days. And again, we have a couple of strong favorites, like obviously Kansas, um, Purdue, Bama, as long as they don't, like, drop the ball, they're probably going to get one season. But, dude, we're going to have a very, very fun march with tons of teams going into thinking, dude, we got a Final Four shot. Once they make the Final Four, anything happen.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And like I said at the start, another week, another batch of buzzer beaters. We, we had Houston. I think it was uh, Sheed, Jamal Sheed. Uh, clinched a victory over Memphis that was a heartbreaker because you know they had the lead and it was on their home court and whatnot um Penn State came from like I believe it was like 15 or 16 down ended up you know beating Maryland who's played really good uh mind you like really good um yeah man it, it it's it's been fun it's, I mean, the Nittany Lions are, 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 you know, going dancing is already like a, whoa, really? <laughs> Gives you hope. Even teams like Northwestern, we've documented them in the Big Ten, not to just keep it all Big Ten. Speaking of the Big Ten, though, dude, when we were stuck on that 11-8 and uh, double-buy scenario, like during the week and even, you know, a good part of this weekend – I remember just checking the standings and literally like seven teams at 11 and eight. And to have that many, you know, possibilities for someone to get the double by was just freaking crazy. Um, A&M got a nice victory over uh Bama. Ultimately, you know, it didn't, you know, chalk up to really mattering a whole lot, but now they had, I think they yeah they set the record 15 conference wins. Uh, the old record was 14. Uh, they did it twice, 75, 76, and 78 and 80. Um, Iowa polls, you know, they've been playing great lately. That Michigan State game we talked about last week where they came back and tried to go, you know, do their best McGrady, uh, you know, impression. They win in Indiana, as we know, not an easy place. Um, but A&M six and five, December 20th, 23 and eight overall. I mean, that, that's something, man. That, that really is something. Um, Boise state. We talked about this game, not mattering as much for San Diego state, Boise state beat them. Um, TCU beat Texas. And that was, uh, you know, that obviously denied a, a shot at the big 12, uh, regular season. Um, but then they turn around and lose to Oklahoma, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of different nice wins. Uh, Notre Dame, they uh, spoiled Pitt there, even though Pitt ended up, you know, getting beat. Miami did hold them off. But that screwed them up going into that game. And now we did get coach camps in the ACC. Uh, Xavier had a nice win at Providence. Vandy had a nice win at Kentucky. Um, So yeah, man, I mean, it's just, week after week, it's just produced, whether it's just major upsets or just, you know, one thing we know, the Big 12 and the Big East, it seems like they probably have the most talented teams, um, if you look at maybe top five or whatever, and the games have been so intense, um, and that's just played out all year. (laughs)
1: It really did. I'm actually looking at the Big 12 now, and the fact that Oklahoma and Texas Tech are the two bottom teams in last place of the Big 12, that really shows how strong of a conference they were because of five of Texas Tech's conference wins that are 5-13. um, Four of those were at home against ranked teams. And they had a nail, a nail biter of a loss, uh, just this past week. Uh, they lost by one or actually was one or two points TCU. Um, Oklahoma, who seems like, I guess the Trump team in the Big 12, they kicked Alabama's ass in the ACC or, or sorry, in the SEC Big 12 tournament. So are they a bad team this year? Sure. But you destroyed Bama, who some people think is the best team in the country. So the, the big, and I, and I know it's, it's happened before where again, Styles make fights. We've seen years where the Big Ten has a plethora of teams make the tournament, but and every team has a weakness that I've, I've mentioned, but so do all teams that other teams are going to play. It would not surprise me at all, Chris, to see a good chunk of Big 12 teams make deep runs in the tournament. Now, I know statistically they're going to run into each other. They might run, play each other the second weekend. The, the NCAA will never make a team play each other in the first round from the same conference unless they Can't avoid it, but um yeah, the Big Twelve is man, KU could be the number one seed. Uh Texas, despite a crazy offense, is still twelve and six and the best conference in the country, so I gotta tip the cap there. You got K State, Baylor, they're going dancing. Iowa State pulled their head out of their butt and whooped Baylor in Baylor, a win I did not see coming whatsoever. TCU had some up and down injuries this year. Their nine-nine have been ranked the most of the season. It's probably not enough for Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Texas Tech and OU, but man, those teams weren't trumps at all. So yeah, the Big Twelve is strong, and I would, I would not be surprised at all, Chris, to see three or four of the Big Twelve teams in the Sweet Sixteen, just the way they've played all year. And you mentioned the Big East as well. <clears> that same, like that, the top of that conference, uh, Marquette, seventeen three this year. Shaka Smart's best job since VCU Xavier. The only downfall for them, man, is I just saw the news. Fremantle's got to have foot surgery. That guy is one of their kind of like all-around best players because he's a big that shoots threes. Him out for the year is a killer to them because he is, I would say, all-around their best player. But Creighton, I got them going Final Four. UConn, started out the year super hot, finished the year pretty damn hot. Providence with uh, Ed Cooley. They they ain't going to win the title this year, but they're going to probably make the Sweet 16 or cost some teams hell. And... Villanova, Seton Hall, both those teams don't want to see them in the tournament because on a given night they can play good ball. So you're probably going. It's it, those those two conferences, Chris. You nailed it. It's going to be fun, and they, they should make some damage. And as you mentioned, the Big Ten, what a cluster, an absolute cluster. Because Purdue's fifteen and five in first place. Northwest Are you to go through all the conferences or no? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lead I'm gonna lead you I'm going to lead you into the Big Ten. Okay. Yeah. Because so. I because we we still got some talk you can go in there. All right, conference. fine. We'll, we'll we'll you're right. We'll we'll save we'll save. I you know I get so excited about the Big Twelve and the Big East. But yes, those two have well, been so a I lot of fun. I figured
0: you linger there. You know what I mean?
1: I figured you linger. That's why I gave you that. I was like, all right, this is <laughs> this will all right, keep I, this I, I get them carried going. away. Ah. Uh, but hey, to tip the cap, what do you know, Chris, again, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to it. The, for the Big 12, KU is a game up and KU could win it yet again. Like, just to talk about them, man, what, what, what a year they've had. In, you talk about in, regular season or, or the conference? Yes. Thing. Oh, Cause the for the regular game? season, man, dude, again, yeah, they, start of the year, you're like, huh, like this KU team has a bit of a uh, cake in the armor because they did lose four out of six games in a row. You're like, okay, like, huh. But, after losing four out of six, KU has won their last seven out of eight. Um, as you mentioned, they did lose to Texas this week, and uh, 75-59, man, what what an impressive. All right, I'm just going to let you take it. Yes, the Big East the Big 12, they are strong-ass conferences this year. They've been strong the whole season. They provided some good, great games this past week, and it's going to be a lot of fun seeing how those teams go.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, I would say Oklahoma State, is that team? Because remember, we we're going to talk bubble too. Uh, sure, I'd say Oklahoma State is the team that kind of stands out on the bubble. Um, as of today, they're not in, or okay. just you know, some people have them in, some people have them out. Most people say, and obviously, this isn't official, but we do sure. have you know at least two or three folks out there that you know do a really great job at this. So you could pretty much—it's not like you can bank on it one hundred percent. But the first team out on ESPN uh, is o- is Oklahoma State, so that's and I'm trying to think who else is really on the bubble in the Big East. You're right though about that free mantle. That I mean, he's he's, he's their big two. That really, yeah,
1: you that's, know,
0: that that's that tough. one's tough because they remember Xavier had control of the damn conference for a good chunk of the time, even when he went down. But. um you know, slowly, surely gave it up, but still ended up second, which is pretty solid. But, um, you know, uh, bubble talk for the Big East. I, I don't really see. I mean,
1: you know, I, Villanova I and
0: Seton Hall are the ones that are you know the the lowest ranked there, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, it, you know, the NCAA loves the Villanova. They're they're going to put them in. <laughs> that's a guarantee. Joking aside, I'm sure they're making. I, I guess you could say, yeah, because they, ne- they
0: hate North Carolina and Duke and Kentucky and all that. Cause North Carolina's never gotten the, 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 the good
1: place to play and all that. They've you, never gotten You the, want, you want to talk stuff. about the bubble. Holy cow. We're all, we're, we're on the outer edge of the bubble. Uh, but I would say maybe Seaton Hall needs to get, maybe get one victory in the biggest tournament. Obviously St. John's Butler, DePaul Georgetown, you're all dead. No chance. Um, but, Seaton Hall would be the one team that maybe has to have a, another resume or Big East tournament to win. that would be the only team I'd be nervous about um, not making it. Obviously, Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, UConn, Providence, Nova, those six should be locked in. Seaton Hall probably, but that'd be the one team. I guess I'd maybe be a little weary if I was a fan for them. Chris. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that's that's kind of interesting there. Um. Let's move on to the Big Ten, like you said, that, that crazy race, Wisconsin in Michigan, um, Penn State, most people think they're in, but um, those, in Rutgers too, last four in is Rutgers as well, so really no surprise given how this conference has just been battled, like I said, on Saturday, it was it was eleven. They had seven teams that were eleven and eight, and just looking at you know the eight, three teams survived with that eight. You know, uh it, it, actually Michigan State got to eleven and eight there, but then you have four other teams that are eleven and nine. But yeah, I mean Rutgers, who was you know in second and third and fourth like a good chunk of the year, um, you know they've. uh They've fallen back a little bit. Should they even lost to the Gophers at the buzzer? That was on some McGrady type stuff. If you even pay attention to that game, uh, Penn State, like I said, they're, they're nine or 10 and 10 in conference, but, um, a lot of people have them going. Michigan is really like, it's crazy because they had a nice run, right? And all of a sudden you're like, wow, they're in good shape. And then they lose two in a row. So the big 10 conference, as far as the bubble, I mean, this is about as most active as possible. And it was nice to see Northwestern sneak in there and hold on to that 12 8, 12 8 with Indiana there. But uh, there's a whole lot of bubble talk when it comes to the Big Ten. No surprise there.
1: No, and just to confirm, I just went over Lenardi's page. Uh, I don't see Seton Hall in his bracket. So Seton Hall probably has some work to do because, as you said, like Lenardi or DeCourcy on Fox, those guys are. Lenardi maybe misses like two picks a year. So if you check out his stuff, he's, he maybe might, he might miss a seating or two, but that for teams in, he normally misses maybe two a year. So as of now, Seton Hall, uh, they might have to go on a bit of a run. Yeah. right anyway, for the big 10, um, right now Lenardi has, um, Penn State as a last four by, uh, Rutgers is last four in, Wisconsin is a first. I literally just went over this before oh, I started okay. talking right. about it. Well, and what well, was and, exact and, thing and you, did you Michigan Wasco-
0: Wisconsin, Penn State and Rutgers are all on that last okay. four buys, last four in last four out next four out
1: all right, yeah. sorry, I, I was checking out the scene Hall, uh, but yeah, well, and, and that's what will make the big Ten tournament uh so much more important this year uh for some because hell, the fact that you have I, I realistically, Chris, all the teams around the big Ten from two to eight could finish. Almost anywhere. I, I mean, there's going to need to be tiebreakers because from, yeah, from, yeah. from second place to eighth place, you either have eight losses or nine losses. So all those teams from, from Northwestern down to Michigan could finish. Now, obviously we don't know all the tiebreakers. That would take us three hours because all the teams, I'm sure, beat each other and won against each other. But yeah, uh, the Big Ten, um, that they still got, uh, the, the Big Ten tournament is going to be huge. Um, and that's what makes it fun. Like that's why I say a lot of people say, even though I mean I know it's not a bracket week, but if you're a college basketball fan, um, and especially if you're in the big a Big Ten fan, your teams are these games matter. Now, obviously Purdue, you're you're sunk in. Okay, you're probably gonna get a, a great a one or a two seed. But everyone else, it is a a wide open race. Um I will say. I'm surprised that Iowa lost to Nebraska. Like, Nebraska, even though they're probably not going to make the tournament at all, you're 9-11. and 11. Like, wh- how the hell? Like, Nebraska's right there. Nebraska's two games out of third place. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. and Wisconsin. Well, they got to get pretty good is. coach he
0: shouldn't have left Iowa State.
1: And yeah. Wisconsin, who is literally three, the third spot from bottom, is a, a first four out. Like, so of, like, the 14-team tournament, Right, fourteen team conference. The Badgers are to the twelfth place, just to show how deep it is. And they're first four in. So, dude, I think I think that the Big the Big Ten tournament. If you're looking for something fun to watch, um, enjoy that because those teams are playing for bubble life, playing for seeding. And I will say, if you're making picks for it, a lot of times the teams that are the number one seed only don't win their conference tournaments. Like it would not surprise me whatsoever if Purdue doesn't win it because. And a lot, as you know, Chris, right. a lot of times, they, lot it, of times it, it does, does this. happen, no. and not that they ever they take need the, get on the good foot.
0: So I could see them putting a little bit more uh, emphasis on this, on
1: winning, just to get on their good foot. But you are right overall. Yeah, you're. They've been in a, a little bit of a, a, a funk. They have they haven't played their best basketball. yet. Yeah, normally though, if you're if you're gonna fill out brackets or make a pick for conference terms, a lot of times the one seed's okay. Hey, we're set up. We know we're gonna get a a, a really high seed. It's not full pedal down when you're playing other teams who could be in complete desperation mode that are saying balls to the wall. We got to win this thing to get in. Uh but man again, I'm not even going to try to break down, but it'll be a lot of fun. I'll just say that. Uh, and, may, hell, maybe if Nebraska wins a couple of games, uh, maybe you you, get, you sneak in. I'm not sure. I, it, the only teams I would say are ruled out of the Big Ten right now. Is I would Ohio say State. Nebraska
0: has to get pretty far, just not their non-conference.
1: Series. Yeah, may, maybe you have to make to the Big Ten tournament final. but I, I mean, uh, at
0: least, yeah. I yeah. think
1: so. But you're at the bubble. Talk is pretty much everyone, but Ohio State and Minnesota and Nebraska would need a miracle run. Uh, besides that, though, man, what a what a fun conference! And good lord, that's going to be a great basketball from Wednesday to Sunday. I think, yeah, they're always one of those Sunday games. Yeah.
0: Yep. So the ACC down to the wire, fifteen and five, Miami and Virginia co-champs. You have three teams, one game back at fourteen to six. fourteen and six. Clemson, Duke, Pitt, I mean, it, it basically, you know, was like this the whole time. Clemson had a good, you know, run there for a while, and we all, we both kind of were like, well, that's probably not going to last, and it didn't, but they didn't drop all the way off. If you look at the last four uh, buys, you got NC State, Pitt, just as far as the last four in, next four out, first four out, all that bubble talk, you have, this is just like the Big Ten, Marshall. NC State. Pitt, North Dakota, in Clemson, all involved in this bubble sock man. So, you know, Big Ten, ACC, are they as strong as we're used to seeing? No, they're not. But it's going to be a hell of a tournament.
1: I'm really surprised that Pitt's a last four by like. I'm just, they, they must have had a little bit of a weaker non-conference because the way they finished the season, they've actually had a really good year in the ACC, which, I, not many many people picked them. So I'm surprised. I, I think they're yeah, probably they, maybe- They got
0: beat 81 to 56, uh, West Virginia. Michigan beat them 91 to 60. <coughs> and then they, VCU beat them too. They had a rough start. Um, okay. In non-conference. They did beat Northwestern NC State. Lost, uh, by a point to Vanderbilt. They got their shit together after that, but I think that's what it is. You're right, because they've been right – I think it's the bad losses like they just had. It's <laughs> like, dude, you need to not have bad losses to be able to get in, but I was a little surprised.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I, they're probably pretty strongly in. For my Tar Heels, it's been kind of a, a letdown of a the year. They've had some in-team drama. Um, maybe there's a bit of a hangover factor. Obviously, losing that Brady Manick really hurt. Uh, I think they probably gotta win two games to get in the tournament. If they don't, it is what it is. Last year was a miracle run. I'll never forget till the day I die. Uh, but also, man, maybe the fact that it is, Chris, the fact that the Big 10, Big 12 and the Big East are taking up so many spots, cause Clemson's the next four out, like that, that you, you, I would have been floored to hear that because a month ago, they were winning the ACC, and I know the ACC is not quite as strong as it's been. But the t- the top heavy teams have been pretty good. Like you know, Virginia a shoe in. Like man, the I, Clemson. I I guess you're hell if you're behind Carolina. Y- shit, you're you're in some trouble like that. And again, Lenardi is really wrong, so I'm not gonna try to trump. But th- that that's surprising, Chris, because a team that was almost I think like nine and zero or ten and one, the fact that you're you got to still have work to do. I I guess it's just the fact that you didn't get the regular ACC regular season wins these teams are used to. But damn, like Clemson, like holy shit, you were in first place for more than half the year. Now you're next four out. That that one just makes me shake my head a little bit. But as you said, as you hit out all year, the ACC was a little more mediocre than we're used to seeing from some of the blue blood teams in that conference.
0: Yeah, and it didn't help. Some of their non-conference stuff didn't help either. That's Um, fair. You know, that plays into it a little bit. Um, And then we have, you know, the Pac-12. We did get a good game. You know, some of these games didn't ultimately count. I mean, as far as, like, you know, coming down to the wire and it's going to be, you know, because a lot of these conference stuff, the regular season, it looked like a week or two ago, like man, we're gonna these are these are gonna be meaningful games. Now they're meaningful games for seeds, both in the you know big tournament in the conference tournament. As we know, you know UCLA and Arizona played a really competitive game. UCLA, though, you know, did end up winning that conference by four uh, games, uh, sixteen and two. Pretty crazy. They didn't lose a game uh, at home, and I think they won nine or ten in a row now let me check yeah 10 in a row um so Oregon and ASU are the ones that are on that in in and around the bubble here in the Pac-12
1: hey Oregon State I they've they've won me 90% of my bets this year hopefully I can bet on them in the big dance uh again I'm sure like Carolina win a game or two in your conference tournament you get in lose tough shit someone else taking your spot Oregon, obviously, I haven't bet on them 18 times, so I haven't followed them quite as well. <clears throat> but again, same situation. Uh, win a game and get in. Obviously, UCLA and Arizona are dead locks. UCLA is probably looking at a one seed. Arizona's probably looking at a very nice seed, anywhere between two to three. And USC, they've played steadily consistent basketball the whole year. Been ranked a little bit on and off. You have a strong defensive team a couple of guys who could be lottery players like they have every year. Doesn't mean they always turn out to be, but USC is kind of the same squad as usual. And they'll probably win a game of the tournament and get bounced out. That's kind of been their M for quite a while now, but uh, a team to look out for, but probably won't be a serious threat. But yeah, uh, UCLA and Arizona, those are some teams to want to monitor when you fill out your brackets because those, they've, they've played consistently good ball the whole season. Uh, and UCLA, Chris, they're on a 10 game winning streak. Again, they're kind, of, they're. I'd say they're kind of like a, a Tennessee where they want to play games in the 60s, but their offense is better. They're going to play like they're going to run a methodical, great half-court offense. Going to lock you up, and they somehow still have a lot of pieces from that deep Final Four run a couple of years ago. That's a good-ass team, and whoever beats them in the tournament, it's going to take a hell of a punch to knock that team out. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, and the SEC. Alabama did end up winning, um, but the whole the regular season anyway. Even though A and M did beat them uh, to close out, Kentucky ended up you know third, which you know they were in the fifth sixth spot for for most of the time. Um, couple surprises, I mean Mississippi State we we've kind of documented their second half you know um, to to the you know to the season pretty interesting in a sense. Same with A and M. Really, if you look at their overall record and how they started, like I said earlier, Mizzou saw We've definitely documented Tennessee. Vandy, though, Vandy, you know, 11-7, and 7, that's a pretty, you know, that, that's pretty impressive. They, I think they've won three or four in a row. Um, all in all, though, still feels like a, a top-heavy conference. Um, maybe some teams are kind of forming in shape. A&M, we can't sleep on A&M, man. They've had a good season. And they've had some quality wins considering that, you know, they started
1: out so shitty. And I think just to kind of compare, like kind of make like cross correlations and stuff, like the the SEC's top heavy and kind of strong conferences done them a favor um, compared to the ACC. Because right now, Lenardi has eight teams in from the SEC. But it's like damn, if you look at the records, like eight, like really? Like it just makes you kind of be like, huh. Like, I, I, because a lot of those teams, it's like, I just don't quite see any of those teams making it in. But I, I, I guess Lenardi feels they've done the homework. So, um, yeah, it'll be curious to see. Obviously, again, Bama, they've had a couple of slip ups. And again, when they, when they slip up, they normally have some bad losses, but they, they went 16 and two. They had two losses all year in conference. A&M was the surprise. Uh, Calipari's boys. Turn it on after there's talks about him being fired, and yeah, uh, Vandy, Auburn, or hey, it, he's Lenardi's got you dancing, and same with Mississippi State. So, uh, it, the right now the SEC is taking up some bubble spots from teams that would be in the Big Ten or the ACC. So, for those teams on the outer tier of the bubble for the SEC, again, when it conference game and you're in. Because I guess that it, it must be Chris that it, it's been a stronger. Non conference and yeah, you really got to pay
0: attention to non conference when it comes to that, but it's more ACC than Big Ten because you could say a very similar thing. The Big Ten is going to get a bunch of teams in still, you know, to your point.
1: Yeah, and, and when you look at it right now, the fact that the SEC, the top five teams in their conference are all have a ranking next to them, so that does make your regular season wins more valuable and it makes that strength of schedule more valuable, too, compared to the ACC, who's not probably had five ranked teams in the top five all year, or, or not much. So it's, right. it's just weird to see it. But, hey, tip of the cap to the SEC, because Mizzou and Vandy, they've been, like, consistently strong teams in that conference for a handful of years, so that 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 has boosted them. In Tennessee, the fact he has them as a three seed, yeah, good luck. I'll be bent against them second round immediately. Yeah. <laughs> But, but hey, uh, that, that's, that's not here now. But yeah, hey, tip of the cap. And this is one of the uh, strongest years the SEC's had for teams making the tournament, uh, for a while, I can recall. But in hell, Arkansas, what the hell? Like, you're, I just, what, what a disappointment. Like, that would be a, a disappointment. They probably have to have a pretty deep run, but dude, you were, you, I want to say they were almost like top 10 when the season started. And, you you got work left to do and you're near the bottom half of the conference what a what a disappointing year for a really really strong recruiting class and for a team that's had a handful of back to back good years row. that just, that one surprised me I'm all teams to say hey who you think would miss it i would not put arkansas on that list chris
0: yeah it's true yeah they have been really good lately too
1: moving on to the
0: mountain west san diego state locked it up didn't need that boise state win ultimately they did lose um so you got Nevada is the last team in, um, but Utah State, Boise State, Nevada all need to at least win some games probably. Now New Mexico kind of seems like they got to win it all uh, compared to where they started. Um, we've talked about that team. They 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 finished under five hundred with that kind of start um, and overall twenty one in ten. When they were eighteen and two, weren't they eighteen and two? I believe they were eighteen and two. So that's kind of the you know the non mid major that we've been you know paying attention to. But when you look at you know the current standings, the last four buys you know there's Boise State in there, and then the last four in the last in I think even Nevada, yeah, last team in is Nevada in there. Kind of crafty, man. There's something there. So once again, you know this is going to be. It's going to be
1: meaningful, no doubt about that. New Mexico's so effing awful at defense that that team has no chance. Like you have two guards who could be in the NBA, but you're the, defensively they are just hideous. Like and it's uh, I don't know, yeah that that team has no chance. I've I've enjoyed watching them play. I've caught more than half of games that are, of their games this year, but uh, I mean you just lost the game to Colorado State. There's a lot of good teams, so yeah they're they're screwed um the only maybe san jose state they're they're a good story they won two games last year in conference this year they went 10 and 8 that's a remarkable turnaround just like their football team did a couple years ago but you're right i think those top four who pretty much been the top four dogs all year have a little bit of work left to do but i i would say chris I, i i think they'll get it done it's kind of been a little bit of a top heavy conference those four teams have been pretty dominant the whole season so I would venture to believe that all, all four of them will get a win they need to lock up a spot. I, I just, that's what my gut says. So if you're, I, if I was you and if you're watching the Bounce conference or Benny, I would, I would go chalk because those four teams have been the pretty much dominant four of the whole year and I, I would expect them to take care of business and make it into the dance.
0: Yeah, that lines up. Uh, I think you're right there. Uh,
1: Kennesaw
0: State first time ever. Getting there, Drake, it's the second time they've made it. UNC Asheville, they came back from like 14 or 16 points to win the, uh, I think it was the Big South title. Um, so like you said, we have had some entries tonight as far as, you know, the, big, the best game is BYU-St. Mary's because that's who's going to more than likely uh, have to play uh, Gonzaga, you know, now, maybe San Francisco can pull an upset, but, you know, I doubt it. Uh, but who knows? Maybe. You never know. <laughs> but, yeah, I. Um, that's probably the best game. It starts at, like, 830, I think, uh, Central time. And then there's, you know, Gonzaga plays, like, two hours later. So it's, a, you know, late night West Coast stuff. Um, Any other items as far as bubble talk and whatnot? Um, we do got, you know, a couple things to touch upon, but any, any other items, sir?
1: Uh, again, I'm just, I guess I'm just a little surprised that the, the SEC has eight teams in. Uh, again, uh, we're going off Lenardi. I know that, that he on Fox is a little bit different, but pretty much the same. It's just, man, I get, I guess that what, overall, the course they're
0: overall. What's he got? What's the course uh-huh. he got then?
1: I will look that up right now, sir. But, yeah, um, it's just it, – I, I, hell, I guess that uh, their um, overall strength of conference has um, it, uh, just out-exceeded my, my opinion. All right, and uh, do you want to talk I'll, – I'll find this for you, sir, as we're looking up the bubble talk.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, like I said, the, a lot of the debate and argument will come down to the non-conference, you know. Like I'm looking at Tennessee. They beat Kansas. You know what I mean? Like they beat Maryland, they barely lost at Arizona. Uh, not that you're saying they shouldn't be in or anything like that, but um, that's those are quality. That's a quality uh, opposition and quality wins. I mean, hands down. There's just no way around that. Um, looking yeah. at Mizzou, they uh, beat Illinois. They did get their ass kicked by Kansas. They beat Kentucky when they were ranked. Uh, kind of up and down for Mizzou. Um, Bama had a good non-conference schedule. A&M, a little shaky to start it, or not a little, it was a lot shaky. But I, I think that, you know, I, I just think it kind of comes down to their non-conference. Uh, I know Bama lost to UConn. Um, they beat Houston, beat Memphis, lost, uh, to Gonzaga. Um, so I don't know. What, what, what says, did you find that information,
1: sir? Yeah, uh, he has got 8-2. So I, I guess those eight go. teams have a pretty good chance of making it. And uh, fair is fair. Again, those guys don't miss by much. So, um, so I think this goes to show from the bubble talk that the most, uh, if you're a smaller school or an on the bubble team, you're praying for complete chaos and choking in the big 10 conference. Cause that one, I mean, I, I think a couple of those teams on yeah, the how big, many Ten, big 10 on,
0: on, the, on that one.
1: On the Big Ten, he has, uh, I just saw it here, uh, Big Ten. He's got the Big Ten leading it with 10 teams in the tournament, but I do think that if a couple of those, well, some have to mathematically, but if a couple of those teams in the Big Ten lose their first Big Ten tournament game, that could open the door for some other conferences right. or maybe a couple like mid-major teams, because obviously not every Big Ten team can go Two games it's been pretty
0: perfect. much that the whole year. Big Ten, as far as what I've kept track of, has, has sure. had the most all year. So I think that plays into it. And that, that's where, you know, we have documented that a little bit of the non the Big Ten non-conference is much better than people think. Um,
1: True. But, you
0: know, and you kind of forget about it. that stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, you're, you're right, because that's something where, as a fan, you're like, it's hard Shit to remember who in November you December. Yeah, you know? November, December. But they a team like Arizona, who like they went to Maui and looked like you know hellraisers. Like they had a, they had an incredible tournament in amount, and that does help you for March Madness because they beat a ton of great teams in that little stretch. And I know that Maui Invitational is long ways away, but when you're looking at resumes and how do you pair up like that? That can't yeah, be and a it's very, a journey too,
0: right? You know, next team, next team. You know, and actually, you don't get much rest either. So.
1: You know, that's kind of interesting. And, uh, DeCourse, he's He has five for the Big East. So he must feel that, uh, Nova and Cede Hall have work left to do. So, now again, I think it'll seem got to be relevant. Uh, well, hell, maybe Cede Hall is just sleeping out far too much. Nova, maybe Nova is out. But, uh, I would think that, um, I, I would surprise me with Hall. I guess Cede Hall and Nova have work to do, sir. That just. Yeah, I I thought as good as the year they've had in the Big East, those ones are, um, yeah, I, I fear those two would have been a little closer to the the bubble side of the talk.
0: Sure, I do want to do the the, the Mark Adams Texas Tech coach. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I mean, a couple of years ago, we got the quote from Greg McDermott: "I can't have anybody leave the plantation." You know, which is like, it just doesn't, like, no. there's no excuse that lines up with that, right? It just doesn't, it just really doesn't make any sense. And this last one, there's always a master and a servant. And he says he took it from the Bible. But it's just like, dude, what the fuck? Why is this even coming up? Like, it's just, you should just hear it in your head, like, hey. This isn't going to sound right, you know. And, 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 I don't know. I just wanted to say that. That that was just such a weird – he did get suspended. But the master-servant thing, and then, the, like I said, a couple years ago, can't leave the plantation, that doesn't – it just – I don't care if that was a quote from the Bible. It just – come on, dude. Like, it just – it's fucking weird, dude. It's, it's just in the back of your head you're like, hmm, that's weird. Um, And you know how you've been talking about – we've been talking about Houston kind of on and off, but we've been talking about Tennessee and their defense – or their offense and and some other teams as well. Um, It's weird because I kind of feel like Houston falls in that category a little bit because they go through these long stretches in that Memphis game especially. um, Yeah. Where they just – they just don't score. And and, and that's weird with what they got on – you know – they're kind of known as a scoring team. Um, And on the flip side, although Baylor's been really solid and it helps having their defender back, they've been one of the hottest teams in the last month or so, their defense isn't as great as it has been, um, you know, in in recent years anyway. Um, It's just kind of talking about big teams and whatnot. Um, Someone sent me this about UConn. UConn has won twenty three games matching last last year's total. The last time UConn or the last two times UConn won twenty four games, they won the national championship. The last three times UConn won twenty four, they went to the final four. Huh. That's kinda interesting. When they get there, man, they make it they make it count too, dude. They really make it count. Um just kinda random stuff there. But uh sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, that that I dude, I just don't get the 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 master and the serve. I, it's just weird.
1: dude. It, it is just like you know, and they, I think they were lucky to keep. Uh, I thought Creighton's coach might get fired for the comments he made about the like living on the plantation comment, but he he's he stuck it out there with McDermott saying that a handful of years ago. Um, he was suspended, I think, for the first or second game of the Big East tournament. Uh, but his, his, I think his players came out and showed a bit of support despite that comment. I've not quite heard the amount of support being shown uh, towards Adams. Uh, so I, I've read an ESPN article day. Some people think he might, might this might be the last game he coached at Lubbock. Again, who this is just initial reports and gut feelings. But um, again, it felt like there was a bit more support towards uh, McDermott. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. And also, like, the other thing that came out today about Adams was he, he spit on a player. Now, I guess he said, like, he had a bit of, like, a cold. He was, like, sobbing kind of like, he, he said he actually spit on a player. But then his comment was, I can spit wherever I want to spit. It was kind of like, <laughs> dude, I, okay, cold, okay, but, like
0: – Like, there's leaking, and then there's spitting. A cold yeah. doesn't make you spit when you talk.
1: And meant to say, I, yeah. I can, I, but just yeah, so I, you know, yeah, I well, can spit on I a player if I, I want to. I can do whatever I
0: want.
1: You know, <laughs> but okay, well, buddy. I, oh yeah. Well, if, if, if you spit on someone in public, they you might get your ass with like, yeah, I, yeah, If exactly. you spit on your player, yeah. like I would never spit on one of my like basketball players or softball girls. I'd be like, I, they'd probably slap, like, I would be like, no, I don't, I would never sp-, like spit's about as like a big a slap in the face. You can give someone without actually like punching them, like. That causes, like, yeah, fights in basketball and hockey. Like, you get fined for that shit in professional sports. So, yeah, he, his his days might be like, – who knows? Uh, a spit and a comment like that. In the Bible stuff, like, not this, you can't – that's, like, kind of – you can't use that as a fallout. Like, oh, yeah, I was quoting the Bible. Well, right. okay, but it doesn't make it right. Like, you know, there's a racial tone behind that, in my opinion. So –
0: Especially in the sporties, in dude, that's yeah. what really gets me. It's yep. like, dude, don't exactly. even say the word plantation. Like, fucking, wake up, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah
0: that, that's. that's uh, any you. other items before you know? Of course, the last thing we'll cover from last week.
1: Uh, I'm, no, I think that I think that pretty much does it. Mean, the bubble. The bubble talk is fun just for me because my team's on it. Arizona State's on it. Normally, the bubble talk is a lot of like, uh, like mid majors or like you know lo- lesser level teams. teams. There's yeah. a lot of like blue bloods, like Wisconsin, Arizona State, Oklahoma State. Well, not Oklahoma State, but like uh, but i mean, even
0: Pitt. You know, like we said, like, they yeah, had a good season. Like some of these teams uh, Cl- have good seasons. Clemson.
1: Oh, Clemson That's was right. winning their damn ACC for half the year, <laughs> and Michigan. Like they're kind of a blue. Like there's a lot of blue bloods on the bubble, which is kind of interesting. What, but maybe. Uh, Don't know, let actually, those
0: blue bloods in, though, man. Don't <laughs> let Michigan in. They always
1: overachieve.
0: They just got to figure out the regular
1: You're season. You're right. Yeah, oh, hell, Michigan makes sure you know they're going three deep. But I did hear one good point I'll throw it to you, is the fact that all the playing games that we see on, like, the Wednesdays and Tuesdays should be, like, the uh, eight or, like, nine teams. Like, quick, they I, they made the point of get rid of the playing games for the teams who are like, the 16s. Have whoa, all the whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. So you're, you're just taking away my gophers' chance to make the tournament? Is that what you're doing?
1: That's what you're doing. No, 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 I'm saying for when, no, I've heard the point of when March Madness starts, that you, instead of having like the, the play game should be the, uh, seeds of like the, it should be like all seven tens and just drop like the, the 15, 16 playing games.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's a yeah. that's that's a hell hell of a debate to get into the last part of the show. Um,
1: that's it. I yeah. I I think they're but it, it, especially for this year it'd be like more fun teams compared to when you are whenever, sure. you' because you always have the two sixteen sixteen seed games you're like Yeah, I guess I'll watch watch because it's starting but Yeah, yeah. it's usually yeah.
0: good games, but That is fair. Just, you're right. Just okay. To get beat. Yeah. True. Well it does it you do make a point though, just to turn around and get beat. Uh, yeah, maybe they should do it. You know, a bunch of fourteen since that's been a hot one. All right. True. So based off of yes last week, go over your your final four picks again because remember you asked me to pick a, a final fourteen.
1: I did. All right. So so far I have uh, Creighton going to the final four. <coughs> I have UCLA going to the final four. I'm Wait, you never stamp, said UCLA before. Or who who does say? Does Baylor? Oh, no, sorry. uh Baylor. You got okay. Baylor and Creighton. Baylor and Creighton. And that... why well, I just I slipped up. <laughs> okay, I I dropped in my third. I'm gonna make my fourth next week when the bracket comes out. But I got. uh I, I didn't ask you to make your third. This is about me answering. But, well, well you just I took I'm my throw, damn team, man. I'm, throw, I'm throwing in bullshit, my third, dude. So I, I'm going. Man. I'm going Baylor. Uh, Creighton, and I'm throwing in the UC.
0: Ask me a question I can do a little thought process and then he yeah. takes my team. I did not, know. not even Wow. But
1: this <laughs> wasn't about you naming one. This has no, nothing what's... to
0: do with this week, Well I, one. I
1: told you last week I was yeah. gonna name one I was gonna name one this week and then have one for next week. So I, I was right. Son of <laughs> I mean the 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 final
0: four is not till April, dude. You got plenty of time unbelievable all right so i i well the the the, it's it's over now so yeah i agree no um you know go ahead you gonna pick some more or no
1: no 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 i I was gonna say So we're we on the same page then with that west coast squad making a deep run is what you're saying
0: well i haven't even said it how do you know no it's good um so i was i was thinking about picking the the Gophers to just outright win the big 10 tournament and make the turn, make the tournament. Okay?
1: <laughs> but then I thought, ah, oh, that's probably not going to
0: happen. Then I was thinking about picking Texas just to piss you off. Uh, hey, that, but I, thought, that'd be fair. I don't know. I'm not sure. And I thought Kansas, but I'm like, man, maybe Kansas is going to be such a, and then they'll lose in the lead eight. Uh, sure. due obviously 22 and one for a while. Now they're two and four. They're giving up more points. Their uh-huh. three-point shooting has gone down a little bit. It's like the one-man show. So, yeah, I'm picking Ookala. UCLA. UCLA, um, and it, like you said, we didn't talk shit about anything about you picking a third this week. It was all about you asking me the question. Um, so, yeah, UCLA. I'm picking UCLA. The experience, the young players that are very good. They got a couple of rebounders. They got some shooters. It's got a good blend. And shit, they're hottest as anybody.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on him, it, it, there's there's few teams that have the experience they do with that tournament, tournament depth. Like, and, and when you're filling out your brackets, which we'll be doing next week, uh, guards and, like, or veteran guards is one of the biggest things you always look for. You always want to look for veteran guards, um, teams of experience, coaches who've done it before in free throw shooting. Um UCLA pretty much checks the box. They have a veteran coach. They had that deep run two years ago. They still have guys on that squad. Like, yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that he he picked that because that that's a team that hell and, and they've won ten in a row. I, I don't know of any other team. I, to me, I think that's got to be the longest winning streak, Chris, in all five of the um, top dog conferences too. So yeah, that that's that's a hell of a squad. It's going to be a a big battle to get that UCLA team knocked out of the tournament.
0: All right,
1: it's not here, sir. On that note, um, obviously there's there's conference games today. Um, a majority of the big conferences start Wednesday, and again, you just have nonstop basketball for this whole week. Sunday night, bracket comes out. Tune into our podcast Monday because Chris and I will do just just the um, to the uh, Sweet Sixteen. So we'll do the first opening weekend. We'll make our picks, and I hope that UCLA and um Baylor and Creighton are in different brackets. So if I'll have to make some an- amendments. But on that note, thanks for the support as always. We appreciate it. We love it. The boys are out tonight. Have a good one. Peace.